Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another great episode of BC Interruption Radio. I am your host, AJ Black, and we're here for episode 102, our second episode in our new uh, series, which is just me rambling for about an hour. Actually, no, I'm kidding. I'm hoping that you guys are finding this interesting with me talking. I can go on and on and on about BC sports, but um, I thought, you know, after last episode, we got some good reviews from it and some good feedback that this kind of system is going to continue to go on. Um, as long as you guys want to listen. Um, first off, we've got some business to take care of. Um, the BCI Radio episodes are now available on the podcast app on iTunes, so make sure that you download those. Um, there was an issue, I think, with the first episode where I couldn't get it on to the iTunes um, store. You couldn't download it. You could only listen to it on the website. It was a whole rigmarole, and it was a pain in the neck, but I think we got it figured out now, so hopefully there won't be any issues, but um, I'll be all over that if there is. Um, I am recording live. It's 6.30 on a Friday afternoon, Friday evening. Um, hope you guys had a good week at work or school or whatever you're doing. Um, if you're looking for jobs or whatever, I hope you're having a good luck with that, too. It's, I'm, a, I'm on the second floor of my apartment building, and it's about 90 degrees. I don't have my air conditioner installed because it was about 40 degrees last week, and I am sweating my balls off. It is hot as hell up here, and I can't right now turn the fan on because I am recording this. This is the love that I'm giving you guys. I am putting – I turn the fan off. I'm sweating like hell. Uh, I have a nice cold beer to keep me cool during this, but I do not have a fan. I'm sweating. But I want to talk about BC sports. I told you guys I would do this on the offseason when there was news and things to talk about. And over the last week or so, there has been a ton of news uh, that we need to talk about, about BC football. And, um, you know, I'll I'll touch on maybe some other BC sports stuff that's going on as well that I care about or that's relevant to me. Um, Before we start uh, with the main topic of our discussion, I uh, reached out on the website on bcinterruption.com to ask you guys for mailbags. We're going to put for for ideas for our mailbag to talk about things that you wanted me to talk about, to ask questions and things like that. We're going to get to that later, but um, I wanted to start off with a quote from someone who just started commenting on our blog. His name is M. Marias. I think I'm saying his last name, right? Same last name and a very unique name uh, as someone who's on the team right now. So I'm guessing it might be a, a family member. And they said, you know, try to keep the, stay positive about the program. It makes a difference. And to keep talking about BC in a good light because people listen. I thought that was a good thought. I know I can be really negative sometimes. I can uh, get pretty harsh on the, on the coach and some of the things that are going on. And, I, you know, 
I'm going to try to stay positive as much as I can. There's nothing to be negative about right now, so I won't. But I'm going to try to add – That's a. I think M. Marais has a great point that I'm going to start off each episode with. I'm going to say, you know, I'm a big BC fan, and sometimes I get bogged down in the negative crap. I'm going to say something positive about BC to start off every episode. So today, the positive thing I'm going to talk about is recruiting. And that's kind of the theme of this episode is talking about recruiting. Over the last two weeks or so, BC has nailed at least uh, – they've, they've landed about five new recruits. And what I've noticed with the new recruits that BC's landed is that they're a different tier than the first group of recruits that BC landed for the class of 2018. Um, you know, we started off the, the, the cycle with um, Kiev, Bennerman, John Tessitore, uh, Joey Lucchetti, Galani, Galway. They're all two-star recruits. Um, they could be nice players. You know, we've had recruits before that are, you know, under-recruited. Look at um, uh, Quiddy Payne from la- Payne for last year. He's a defensive tackle. He was under-recruited. He caught fire. Uh, Michigan took him at the end. But, you know, these are the same kind of guys. They're under-recruited. There's a tight end, a kicker, defensive tackle in that group, and a wide receiver. Uh, none of them really had a lot of major offers. They had, you know, maybe some – uh, Ivy Leagues or, or FCS schools that were interested in them. But, you know, as a fan, it's not anyone you would get excited about. Now, two weeks ago, that all changed. We entered, we got uh, two quarterbacks, and I'm already going to tell you right now, I don't know how to say their names. And if I screw them up, and if it's family members listening or friends listening, I apologize. Again, I am not a scout. I am not a journalist that goes out and, recruit, uh, you know, finds this stuff out. I'm a fan. I talk about this stuff. I'm doing the best that I can. So I'm going to pronounce them the best way that I can looking at, um, you know, the data that I saw. So there's Matt Valach, uh, Valachi, I'm going to guess. I, I know when I posted about his commitment, he was a kid that I completely botched his name up. And um, I apologize for that. He's from um, the Bronx in New York. He um, is a quarterback. So he's one quarterback. The other quarterback that we had received uh, is Johnny Langan. Um, and they're both two interesting quarterbacks. So I'm going to talk about them in a little bit. Langan is a three-star. Flatch does not have a, um, a star rating yet, but that doesn't mean that you won't have one uh, in the future, okay? Um, then it really started to ratchet up um, in terms of who they got. They got Evan Stewart, who's a three-star defensive back from, I believe it's Indiana. Um, no, New Jersey. Sorry, Montvale, New Jersey. He uh, is a defensive back who had a laundry list of great offers, including Louisville, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Northwestern, Pittsburgh, Syracuse, West Virginia, Virginia. This kid had a list that, you know, is is the kind of recruit you you would get excited to see. He's only a three-star, but hey, you know, when you have have an offer list like that, that says something. And BC landed him, and that's, that's a great, that's great news too. And then, the, the, the icing on the cake, the biggest recruit that BC landed was Finn Durstein, who is a four-star offensive lineman from um, Lawrence Academy. Uh, BC seems to have quite the pipeline going there with uh, Paul um, – oh, God, I mis- mispronounced his name. Uh, Zukakis, I think is how you say it. Um, the, the, the coach of Lawrence Academy, played for BC – he has been cranking out recruits for uh, for the for the program over the last couple of years. 
We had Chris Garrison, a wide receiver. We just got four-star running back A.J. Dillon. And Durstein is the newest one. He does, he's the 197th ranked recruit in the entire country. So he's a top, uh, top 200 recruit. That's big. You don't get many of those at BC. He's the number two recruit in Massachusetts, second only to a tight end who had committed to Penn, uh, to Penn State last year. And his name is uh, Patrick Freyermuth. And again, I some of these names, I'm doing the best I can. Patrick Freyermuth, who, who uh, committed to uh, Penn State last year. So he was a, a lost one too. And then the last recruit that BC landed um, was Ryan Betro, who again was from Lawrence Academy. He's the third recruit from that school to commit to BC this year alone. So you can see that there is a, a pattern there where BC is really reaching out to Lawrence Academy and, and trying to get some of those recruits. Um, Betro is, or Betro, again, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name, is a defensive tackle. Again, he has a solid list of um, offers. He has um, he had UMass, Rutgers, Syracuse. He had interest from Wake Forest. Um, he, he seemed like a big BC lean uh, throughout the recruiting process. He was always talking about them on, on social media and uh, liking a lot of things about them. Uh, so what you're seeing now is a recruiting class that is in the top 40 in the country. Uh, right now, last I checked, BC was 37th. And that, I, I checked that last week. So, uh, you know, things change all the time. So I'm guessing they probably fell off a little bit. Um, We've been used to Adazio classes ranking somewhere in the uh, low 60s, high 50s recently. He started off really strong with those first couple of recruiting classes in the 40s. Um, and it, I would guess that's where this recruiting class is going to go. And so that's a positive thing. Right now, the recruiting class is probably lower than what it's going to end up, but it's definitely an improvement over years uh, years past, the last couple of years. So Adazio, a hat tip for him for starting to pull in some of these kids. And the bigger question is, can BC continue to bring in these, these recruits that uh, garner attention from other schools? Because those are kind of the people that I want to, to come to BC. I, I, you could fill in, you know, seven or eight slots with kids that Adazio sees as, you know, a BC guy, but does not have a lot of offers. You can always fill in a few of those. I just don't want the majority of our classes to be that. You need to have some guys that are Power Five conference. Um, they're they're interested by Power Five conference schools, and the last four or five recruits BC has has been those guys. And the biggest question is, where does it go from now? You are going to have a recruiting class probably of about twenty people, twenty a few more maybe. Um, can BC continue to? get guys that have those offers because they're going to probably end up losing one or two. I don't know off the top of my head who those would be. Um, you know, when you get good recruits, good schools are going to come, come knocking. So that could happen. The biggest one I think that could be coming, the biggest recruit that we could see is a linebacker. He's a three-star. I believe I believe he's out of Indiana. His name is Hugh Davis. Uh, he has offers from Rutgers and Syracuse. So again, Adazio is really targeting a lot of guys that have um, Northeast connections or are interested in going to Northeast schools. So that's fine. Uh, Syracuse and, and Rutgers are schools that we should be competing with recruit uh, for recruits. Uh, Hugh Davis. Um, I saw uh, another online tweeter who follows high school recruitment. Um, 
and I'm, I'm blanking on his name, is Cletus something or other, uh, tweet out that he expects Hugh Davis to, to pick BC. Um, I've seen a lot on Twitter with Hugh Davis, again, just like Petro before him, tweeting a lot about, you know, B, you know, a lot of BC stuff and, you know, other guys saying things. So he might be the next guy. But after that, it, it you know, we're going to see people camping at BC as the summer months start. And Adazio will probably start to really um, accelerate this process coming up soon. So names are going to start popping up. Make sure you're following me on Twitter to get updates on that. I try to kind of, uh, you know, scour the internet, scour Twitter to find who's getting offers from BC, if there's someone visiting, things like that. I, I try to stay on top of that. So if you follow me on B, at BC Hysteria on Twitter, you can get some more information on that. Um, and that, that could be helpful as well. But uh, back to the quarterback. So we talked about the rate recruiting ratings. I don't see this recruiting class going high, very, very much higher than where it is right now. I mean, right now, technically, BC has a higher recruiting class than Alabama and Georgia. Um, do you really think BC is going to finish in front of them? No, it's just where we're at. It's a fluid situation. Um, but let's talk about quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks coming into this class, that, um, which is what I've heard Adazio was planning on doing all along. He wanted two quarterbacks. He got the two that he wanted. I know Nick Patty was another one he was looking at. He ended up committing to Pittsburgh, like right after um, Valat, uh, Valici, um uh, committed to BC and right before Valici committed to BC Chase Wolf who I think was the guy I would have guessed that they prob- would have probably have been highest on their board but I can't I can't tell you because I'm not there um, he was a three-star out of St. Xavier home of Luke Keekley, home of Stephen Daniels Ben Glines lots of BC guys um, he ended up committing to Wisconsin he was a three-star um, he obviously Chase Wolf would have been a a home run type of recruit but can't win them all, um, but the two quarterbacks are going to be interesting to see because they both come from a style that are, they're very different in terms of their their profile. On one hand, you have Valici, who plays in New York. New York high schools are definitely not the caliber you see in like New Jersey or Ohio, so he might have a higher learning curve, but his stats are pretty gaudy. He has, uh, you know, like I think he threw for 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions last year. And a, and a buttload of, uh, of yards. So he, he did well, but again, it's against not that great defenses. And you see that a lot, you know, we've had EJ Perry here, Troy Flutie, guys like that. They, they come in with gaudy numbers and it's quite the learning curve and a change of uh, environment when they get to BC and have to face against, you know, ACC level defenses. So he's one Johnny Langan. He's an interesting one as well. Johnny went to, He's from New Jersey, so he plays in a, a very good high school program. He, um, you know, he played at Bergen Catholic, one of the premier um, high schools in New Jersey. Um, but his stats don't show the 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 polish you would see out of someone um, like Valachi did, because he's playing against better defense. He's playing against better schools, so. I, you know, I don't know which one's going to come in, be more ready to play, but they're both, I think, going to need a little bit more time. And with Anthony Brown, Darius Wade, EJ Perry, all kind of hovering around, getting ready to, you know, one of them will start, a couple will be backups. Um, they'll have that time. So they're both projects, but you got to like that BC has two quarterbacks and two that were right, you know, 
you know, targeted right off the bat and someone that they were, they were looking at pretty heavily. In recruiting as well, I think you're going to see more visits coming up as the summer months start. You're going to see more kids uh, tweeting out that they're going to be at BC, getting ready for that kind of stuff. So keep your eyes open for that. I think um, Hugh Davis, he's going to make his commitment next Friday. You'll see that on Twitter. Um, I'll make sure that the, uh, it's covered on BC Interruption and on my Twitter feed at BC Hysteria when that happens. So you'll check that out as well. Um, on to our second topic of the day. So we talked a little bit about recruiting. Um, now uh, the bad news. So we talked about positive. Of course, AJ's got to go into the negatives. Um, we lost a player in the last week. And one that was actually kind of surprising to me. I thought, I thought he'd be a guy that would be sticking around. And that was um, Ethan Tookie. Uh, Ethan Tookie was a Ohio recruit. He came to BC in 2016, so last year, and uh, he came in the spring, so he was an early enrollment. He was a three-star, some places, four-stars, others, um, who came to BC out of Delaware, Ohio. Um, he hadn't played a lot, and from what I've read and you know seen, it looked like he was starting to get lower on the depth chart. Um, he was going to be moved to an inside linebacker, it seemed like, this year. Um, and he was behind a few other guys like Max Richardson, uh, Bletzer, things like that. Um, so he was starting to move down the um, depth chart. And then just news popped up. I saw Pat um, Justin Rowland of Rivals.com tweet out that, you know, he covers BC and Kentucky. All of a sudden he's tweeting out that um, Tukey was going to be visiting Kentucky. And then the news came out and I got confirmation talking to some of the guys at BC that took, he had left the school and he had been granted his release and he's looking to transfer. I know he's already starting to look at schools. He looked at Kentucky. He was visiting there this week. Um, another school, he said, yeah, the, 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 the news is that he wanted to be closer to home. I can't blame him. Some people, it's easy to go far away from home. Other people struggle. It's and especially, um, you know, when you're in a new program with, um, coaches that leave, like he was very close with Al Washington. Al Washington was his primary recruiter and Al left. So maybe took, he decided, you know, it's time to leave too. That's another thing to think about with this transfer. He visited Kentucky and he wanted to be closer to home. Al Washington is right down the road in Cincinnati. Will took, you look there too. I know he had offers from Cincinnati. I'm sure he's probably talking to Al Washington now. Will he join his old coach and his old recruiter over at Cincinnati? It's definitely something to watch. Um, it would make a lot of sense. He's got a good connection with them. He might want to end up over there. So he could be on the move there as well. But where does that leave BC? Makes a lot of sense with Hugh Davis uh, looking at BC. They, have, they now have an open slot on, that, on, that, uh, on their scholarship charts for an inside linebacker right where Hugh Davis plays. So that makes a lot more sense for him to come here now since he doesn't have another guy with four years of eligibility uh, on top of him on the depth chart. So that's definitely one thing to look at. Um, this year, you know, as I said before, it sounded like Tookie wasn't even that high on the depth chart, but it's definitely something to worry about a little bit because it seems like that inside linebacker position is a little thin. Max Richardson had injuries last year. Um, Kevin, uh, Bletzer has not had, I think it's Kurt Bletzer, um, does not have the experience, um, playing a lot of downs. So he's new too. So there's going to be a, um, you know, a little bit of a change there. There's not a lot of depth, as I said before. So, the, you know, Dazia might need to do a position change. 
move someone around. Um, he, you know, he'll have to be creative to fill that in for the year um, as Tookie is going to be moving on. And it gives BC um, something to look, I don't know if they're going to look at a transfer that could always be a place to um, Adazio. I, you know, he lost someone early with an offensive lineman with Elijah Johnson. He went out and got that offensive lineman um, from West Virginia. Um, maybe he does the same thing here to, 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 to make a stopgap fill in for the, for the year, find an experienced linebacker. You never know. In terms of transfers as well, I, I had posted yesterday. Um, it was news that was ha- it happened earlier this week, um, but I didn't have a chance to get to it until yesterday. Um, that BC's basketball team, um, uh, I think he was a, a forward or wing, Garland Owens, who just graduated, is going to play a year of football, not at Boston College, but at the University of Maryland. He's a he's a guy from that area. Um, so it makes a lot of sense that if he's going to go play for another school, he's going to go closer to home. He's an interesting guy, I think, for football. Um, I don't know a hell of a lot about him in terms of his background in football. I, I looked up. I didn't see anything about him being recruited for football or anything online. But he's a guy that has the attributes and the playing style. I think that could really translate well to football. I could see him, you know, he, when I watched him play for the basketball team and, and, you know, I'm not a huge BC basketball fan. Um, they're kind of hard to watch right now. I know you, a lot of you guys probably agree with me on that. Um, but I did see a lot of his highlight dunks. The guy seemed like he could jump out of it, out of the, out of the, uh, out of Connie form if he wanted to. So it's going to be interesting if that ability, that athlete, he had that raw athleticism and decent, you know, decent size. He's six, five, two ten. If that can translate to football. Um, I read online on, uh, I think it was Testudo Time, SB Nation's Maryland blog, that it sounded like Owens is going to move to tight end, which makes a lot of sense. Um, it sounded like uh, the, the writer was saying that maybe, you know, since he doesn't have a ton of football experience, he might be a goal line option where they put him in at tight end on the goal line and just huck it up and hope he can come down with it. It makes a lot of sense, you know, for a, a guy like Owens because, he doesn't have to learn a ton of plays. He doesn't have to pick up a new system. And Maryland gets a guy that has a skill set that really works well in the red zone. So, you know, good luck to Garland. It makes a lot of sense for him. I don't know why he didn't go to BC, uh, you know, play for BC. Maybe a change of scenery. I don't know the NCAA rules around that. I remember Greg Paulus uh, a couple years ago, well, must be 10 years ago now, you know, he was playing for Duke basketball forever. And then all of a sudden he, had, he finished at Duke. He did his four years was granted a year um, post-graduation at Syracuse to play quarterback, and he did a, a year doing that. So, they might, I, you know, I'm not 100% sure on the, on the NCAA rules there, but maybe he had to change schools to in order to get that extra year. So good luck to Garland. Um, you know, I'm not a big Maryland football fan. I, I don't like the program all that much, and I find them a boring group. But, you know, we'll be rooting for you, and I hope he has uh, some success there. You know, he didn't get to play a lot his last year at BC, um, but he seemed like a good guy, and uh, he was fun to watch in that dunk competition. So good luck out in Maryland. All right. Our final segment of the day uh, was will be our mailbag. I had asked, and I got some responses, but I hope you guys um, take advantage of this more next time. 
um, for some from questions. If you want to ask me about anything to talk about BC sports on this podcast, this is the place to do it. And I got a couple, so I wanted to get a few more. So make sure when I ask again, um, you, you, if you have anything, if you have a thought, if you have a comment you want to make about BC sports, throw it on the board, throw it um, on Facebook or Twitter. Or if you wanted to just make it, you know, a little bit more anonymous so people don't see it, you can email me at bchysteria.com. So, uh, yeah, bchysteria at gmail.com, excuse me. Um, so make sure you email me and I will include it in the podcast. And hopefully we can start to really roll with getting some more thoughts and, and comments going into um, as we get closer to the football season. But for this mailbag, BC Eagle 13 on the BCI boards asked, what can they do to keep fans in the games till the end of the game? That's a good question. And I think this is one that has been haunting BC fans and the BC football program for as long as I've been a fan. I remember, I, I think it's changed a little bit since in the last couple of years um, with the changes of, um, in terms of tailgating at Shea, when I was at BC, um, the biggest issue was on Shea, people would just stay and party and drink and never go into the game until the second quarter. And then they would stay there until the third quarter, you know, like halftime and then go back out and party some more. So they would be there for like two or three quarters and that was it. Now what you're seeing is BC uh, police and state troopers are kicking fans off of the fields early. And then the fans won't go in and watch the game and say, you know, screw that. I'm going to go back out and leave and never come back in. And they're gone by halftime, the third quarter. Um, there's a few things that I always think about with, in, in terms of keeping fans in the game. And I'm going to kind of give you the, 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 the different spectrum of where these things can land. So on one hand, we have the 2016 and probably 2015 season. 2015 sucks because we either had bad teams we were playing against, like Howard and uh, Northern Illinois, or you know uh, those games that you just didn't care about, uh, Maine, or the teams that would just kick the crap out of BC. I mean, BC was not very good that year. They were terrible. Um, so that didn't help, you know, having a bad team. And last year, it was very similar, too, and just a little bit of a different way. What we had was uh, I thought of three different things that happened during the games. You'd either have the teams that BC would wax, you know, Buffalo, Yukon, Wagner. Um, you'd have the teams that the crap out of BC. So you had Florida, uh, no, not Florida State, Clemson. Clemson was at home, Louisville, and I am blanking. There was another team that waxed us at home. Um, no, maybe there wasn't. Maybe it was just those two. So you had those teams. And then you had bad weather games. I can remember, too. It was, I think it was Buffalo and Syracuse at home. And the weather was terrible. You just didn't want to stay there. So all of those reasons, those three reasons are major reasons why BC doesn't stay, uh, fans don't stay in the game. It stinks. Either the game stinks, the opponent's killing you. It's just not fun to watch. Um, and those are all things that can go into why fans don't stay. On the other hand, and some of the things that I remember from when BC was really good during the Matt Ryan days, and even some of the games that Adazio coached um, were good opponents that BC could stay, stick with, right? I think many of you listening were at that USC game at home in 2013. That game was awesome, and fans did not move. They did not leave that game. And why was that? It was because BC was playing well. It was back and forth with USC. It was a nighttime game. And it was a good opponent. 
It was a good opponent. USC was a top 10 school. You need to return to that to get fans to stay in the game. If BC's, if you're looking at the home schedule and you see BC playing Central Michigan and it's 30 to 10 in the third quarter, of course fans are going to leave. But if BC's playing well and they're playing Notre Dame, they're not going anywhere. The fans are going to stay. So I think BC needs to return to playing well. And I, and I, and I think the schedule is starting to, to really start to shape up where Fans are not going to leave because they're not, you know, we don't have a FCS, FCS cream puff this year. We don't have, um, well, we have some Mac, Mac opponents, but uh, we have Notre Dame at home. And I know mo- moving forward, um, Martin Jarman and Brad Bates were talking a lot about making sure that they had a power five opponent in every year. And we have Purdue, Missouri, Ohio State, Stanford, Notre Dame, all coming up. Those are going to help keep fans there. And BC's got to start winning some ACC games. I don't really think you need to do a hell of a lot in terms of the environment and the game experience. I mean, you could do some aesthetic things, and I've talked about this before, um, having like seatbacks and more entertainment and um, having the band do some different things. You could always do things like that. Um, I, you know, I'll always bring it up, having the beer garden. I think that would be cool as well. Um, but it all comes down to winning and losing. And having an entertaining product—that's what—that's what fans want. That's what they're going to need to. That's what BC is going to need to do if they keep it. All right. Question number two in our mailbag. Mark asked me. Obviously, Clemson would be the best away opponent destination for BC fans. What other ACC opponent would top your bucket list in terms of traveling to their stadium? That's a great question. I had to think about that one a while before I could answer it. Um, I, you know, just going through the list of schools, Syracuse, I had, I, honestly, I, right off the bat, I'll tell you right now, I have, I'm not much of a traveler or I am a traveler, but it's hard to get my wife to travel. Well, she doesn't want to pay to go to a ton of BC sporting events. So it's been tricky to get me to go to um, away games. Um, we've said over and over that we want to go to Clemson, but there's other teams that we've thought about and I'll kind of go through my thought process on them. Syracuse, I have no, I like, I live in Massachusetts. I've lived in Massachusetts my entire life. I could get to Syracuse. I, I, every time it gets to around the time BC plays Syracuse on the road, and I'm sure I'll do it again this year. I go, I don't want to go up to the friggin' North and, and where it's cold and disgusting and sit in a damn dome to watch a football game. College football. I, I'd rather be outside where it's cold and then in a dome and Syracuse does nothing for me. So I always talk myself out of that. So Syracuse is out. Florida State is up there for me. I, I think they're probably either like two or three behind the school I'm going to pick. Um, I'd love to see their mascot, you know, do the whole planting the spear thing. Their fans, I you know, seem fine. Um, I don't have any interest in all in going to Tallahassee, though, unfortunately. Um, Georgia Tech, I don't want to go to Atlanta to watch a football game as all that much. Uh, UNC and NC State are up there. I, you know, Tobacco Road with Duke and Wake Forest, they're all up there. Um, they're just not the experience that I want. If I go to an away game, I think I just want everything. And I, there's no perfect ACC school for me to pick for um, an opponent to want to go and visit. You know, Pittsburgh, ugh, I don't care about going to Heinz Field. Um, but the school that I'm going to pick – I, oh, for, you know, UVA as well. You need to see that program. The school I'm going to pick is in the middle of nowhere. 
I do not care at all about seeing this the the surrounding town, but the 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 school itself and the football stadium is it's so high on my list in terms of an atmosphere that I just I just have to see it, and that's Virginia Tech. I don't want to go to Blacksburg. I don't care to go out in that area. I'm sure it's fine. I, it's just not interesting to me. But the fans there are crazy. I would love to see Enter Sandman, um, and and the fans there are are nuts about their team. And I like the BC Virginia Tech rivalry. I wish I went back when it was Matt Ryan and um, and that crew, but I, I think that would be my pick. I think I would want to go to Virginia Tech. Long answer. Um, if you have a different thought, leave it in the comment section on. Uh, the BCI page or on Facebook, and I'd love to hear what you have to think. And again, make sure that you um, ask your questions. Make sure you leave your thoughts and comments um, and send them to me either on the site or on email at bchysteria at gmail.com or on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, you can find us, find me at BC Hysteria or at BC Interruption, okay? Um, before we go, you know, this is a 33-minute podcast. I like to keep it nice and clean, right? When it's summer months, there's not a lot to talk about. I don't want to drag this out all that much. You know, in the next week or so, I don't have the date in front of me, is BC's graduation. So I want to give a shout out to all the graduates who are graduating from Boston College in the next week. Um, enjoy your senior week. Um, with I think tonight is the, the formal dance, and there's a, a few more events coming up. But enjoy it. Um, welcome to the world of Boston College alumni. I want to spend a special th- uh, shout out to Arthur Balin, our basketball slash hockey writer, uh, who's graduating as well. Uh, good luck. I enjoy it. And uh, good luck at Uga next, uh, Georgia next year um, for Georgia Law. We're proud of you. Keep it up. Uh, so good luck there. And that's going to wrap it up. Um, again, my name's AJ Black. I am the host of BC Interruption Radio. This is episode 102. Make sure that you go to the iTunes app store on Apple and subscribe. Leave comments. Rate us, please. It helps a ton in terms of getting us exposure and helping new fans find not only the podcast, but find uh, the website as well. And that's where you're going to get all of your news. And if you're new, if you found this podcast on uh, Blog Talk Radio or iTunes, you can follow us and read our, 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 all our BC um, news and opinions at BC Interruption. So www.bcinterruption.com. You can follow me on Twitter at BC Hysteria or at the main site at BC Interruption. I'm getting good at this plug thing. I'm trying it out. Um, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, so um, I'm taking some uh, tips from some of the things that they do. So make sure you, you do all that. Subscribe, rate, follow us. Guys. It's been real. I am going into the other room where the fan is. I'm going to watch the Celtics tonight. They're going to probably get clobbered by the Cavs. But, hey, it's been a fun season for them. Um, Again, my name is AJ Black. I hope you guys all have a good weekend. I don't know when the next episode is going to be. We'll see if there's a lot of news and it's worth covering. Uh, If I don't post in the next – if I don't uh, do a new podcast in the next week or so, uh, have a happy uh, Memorial Day, you know, um, with cookouts and, and paying respects to all of those who served our country. Um, I have a lot of family members that were um, former military men and women. So, um, you know, make sure you think about the, those types of people, too, when, you, when you're having those weekends, okay? Well, I'm signing off. Ever to excel. Soar. Go Eagles.